guys, what's up? I hope you all are having such a great week. My name is Kirsten and I am also on Instagram as Tampa Waxer where you can find me. Today's topic is going to be pretty straightforward in getting started as an esthetician in the waxing industry. It's going to cover a little bit about what to do when you're slow at first, also building your clientele when you do get them, and how to keep those clients coming back. So let's get started. Guys, I'm not even really sure when I'm going to post my first three episodes for my podcast. I've been working on this since January, and I really did think to myself that this was way easier than it actually was. So for all you out there that are on podcast and doing very well, or for those that are listening that, you know, just are taking a step back and listening to podcasters like this shit's hard so anyway I wanted to talk a little bit about what's going on even though if I post this even a month later hopefully this shenanigans will all be done but guys like the coronavirus is like the second day that it's kind of been freaking everybody out of course it's been out for such a long time but man I just went to Target today to get my baby Um, more diaper wipes and no joke there were none thank god a target worker was coming with four things of like huggies diapers which I don't use but unfortunately you kind of don't have a choice and then I went over to the toilet paper aisle zero um we have a bidet so thank god that that's gonna save us if possibly in the next couple of weeks they don't get any shipments but like shit is so real I mean literally (laughs) um and so I don't know I just left Target my baby is up taking a nap so I figured that this would be a good time to hop on I'm feeling very creative I'm feeling very talkative today so I wanted to get started about starting out in the waxing industry and kind of hopefully this can relate or this is very relatable because sometimes people go into the waxing industry thinking they're going to be so booked and have so many clients come coming at once and the truth is is that it takes a really long time to build your books it took me about a year to mm, I would say a good year to really build my books. I mean, I would say in about six months, I felt pretty comfortable with my paychecks, but it was not until like a full year that I was seeing mostly returned clients than new clients. Of course, you know, you always will see new clients. It's kind of just the way of the waxing industry, which can be really fun. Sometimes it changes up your day, but yeah, guys, it's not easy at first, but hopefully the tips that I give you today, things like I wish I would have done or things that I did do and that worked for me hopefully that can work for you too Um, just know that it gets easier and just know that if you are passionate about it and it's something that you love like it's gonna show and when people see that passion I mean I'll just be so honest with you guys I don't think I'm the best waxer out there I mean there's plenty of times that you know I rock a brow and I do really good on a leg wax or I feel like I nailed our conversation when talking about aftercare but I know there's someone better out there than me but the thing is is that I am so good with clients and I'm so empathetic with clients and you know I have one client come in that's getting married and so I kind of switch my tone with them and I'm so happy for them and I really genuinely am happy for them I I like to build my clientele up to be almost friends. I mean, business friends, of course. But um, yeah, then I have another client come in and, 
their grandma just died. And so, you know, I'm able to flip that personality, but I'm able to really care. And I think that that helps bring in your clientele constantly and have them keep returning. Cause now I have clients that I swear to you, I have this one client of mine and I love her so much. Like I always tell my fiance when I'm talking about her, I'm like her and I are literally like spirit, like she's my spirit animal. Like she's so much like me and I would totally go have a drink with her any day of the week. Um, but she and I like I think I've lifted her brows a couple of times, which, you know, was was partly her fault, my fault, too. Um, but she has like no brow hair like and she's been seeing me for over two years now. And this is my point, guys, like she doesn't even need to come in and see me, but she loves me so much. And her loyalty to me is so strong that she comes in every single time. So hopefully some things that I tell you are going to be helpful in getting you in that direction. But first, what I want to start with first is what you can do when you're slow and starting out. This is something that I did not take advantage of myself and I'm doing more so now. But if I could turn the clock to about three years ago when I first started in the waxing part of the industry, I wish that I had utilized these tools. So first and foremost, when you are going into work, let's say you're there from 11 to 6, that's about my working hours, um, you are going to have a lot of downtime. So what's really important in that downtime is just figuring out how to utilize it well, because you're not going to be doing clients like, yes, you should be cleaning. Yes, you should be, you know, um, taking care of your salon where you work, but also you should be sitting down and signing on to your social media. And guys, if you are listening to this and you do not have a social media pertaining to your niche, 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 I don't know, everyone says it different. Um, you need to get one right now. You are doing yourself such a disservice in this industry if you are just going off of people to people and not digital to people like I can't express to you how much I wish I would have cared so much more about my Instagram like I do now three years ago because now um, I think I cared a lot about it starting about a year ago and then I think I really cared a lot starting in January but like right when I started my Instagram I had people coming in almost every single week saying hey I found you on Instagram hey I found you here on Instagram or hey I was hashtagging Tampa Browse I found you I can't express to you guys enough how important that is and utilizing your time with Instagram when you are slower in working hours. So like at first, right, we don't have anything to post. We have no before and afters. We have no videos or, you know, whatever else. But guys, like use quotes, use um, pictures of your your bed or your products or the spa or the salon or wherever you work, like utilize that. Please, for the love of God, do not use stock photos. I hate when I am looking at a girl's page and all I see is stock photos like it makes me cringe it's also what I love to call lazy ass shit <laughs> like please just I mean it takes five seconds to take a picture of your room it takes five seconds to take a picture of your products like do not go on google and type in waxing photos okay um, if you need to repost somebody else's please do give them credit but post them if you think that it's good and worthy like it's there for you that's what digital social media is about it's extracting other information from either your stuff or other people's um, do them the credit but other than that 
start your social media like immediately. Um, So that is something that you can definitely do when you are slow. Uh, Another thing that you can do when you're slow is just really standing up front, getting to know the clients that are coming in. No, absolutely not. Do you sit here and try to take those clients if they are other people's clients, but getting up there and just getting friendly. Maybe that person is going to come back next time and her girl is not gonna be there that day. Maybe she's sick, maybe that's not her day. She's gonna say, oh, I remember seeing that sweet girl up there. I'm gonna book with her. So. Taking that time to get friendly with other people is also a really good one. I mean, I think the best thing you could do is just get digital. Um, So another thing is about building your books. So this is something that obviously has to come organically. This is something that either A, people call and they don't care who they're getting into that day people will either walk in and take whoever um, or people will again find you on your Instagram. So those are the people that we're going to pull in. So if a person is calling and this is something you can have a conversation with with your receptionist or you know if you're the one answering the phone if it's your business um, this is always such a good trick. I swear by this trick. I still do it to this day even though it's more true for me because I'm more booked. It doesn't matter. I definitely did this back then so what you're gonna do when somebody calls and asks you for an appointment okay I have called places where I've asked and they've said hey I have the whole day open when do you want to come in I I don't know like I still book with them maybe but I don't want to go in now because now I'm wondering why they're sitting on their ass all day which in reality I know why maybe they're new maybe this maybe that like But a client is going to see you as unvaluable if you are sitting there and you have your whole books open and you just admitted that to them. So what you do is when a person calls, you answer the phone, they ask what time, and then you say, hey, like it looks like when do you want to like what works best for you, the afternoon or the evening? Because I have a couple left. Okay, so see what you did. You like narrowed your book down a ton, but you're also, you're not pushing them away. You're not telling them, oh, I only have this appointment left in the evening. If they can't come, then you don't want to switch up your mind. So I always make it broad, but I make it small. So I say, okay, I have an an afternoon and and an evening available. I only have a couple times. Like what time frame are you looking for? And they'll be like, okay, a three o'clock. Then I say, oh, okay, I don't have a three, but I have a 315. Even if I have that three, I mean, 15 minutes is not going to make or break their decision. So, you know, keep that in mind. But then now they think, oh, okay, she's booked and she only has a 315. Take it, right? It is the easiest, most simplest thing that you can do to assure clients that you are more booked than you are. It is the fake it till you make it process of it all. And it really does work. And so when these clients come in for their appointment, this is how we are going to keep them okay so we went over what to do when you're slow we went into building your books and that is the fake it till you make it that is the lie about your schedule the make yourself look booked even when you're not Um, so we're going to get into how to keep clients coming back when they come in so This is going to be the most important part about getting booked because when the person comes in and let me be the first to admit to you that when my first week of waxing came up, I was so fucking scared, (laughs) excuse my language, but like I was like, oh my God, I'm done training. I don't like know what I'm doing, even though I did. And I was just being very insecure and unconfident with myself, but 
hopefully where you work or if you're starting your own business, give yourself more time. I would book my Brazilians out for 30 minutes, even though now I need only 15. And I and that ended pretty quickly with me. I was really good at getting them down to 15. But even my brows, like when you're unsure, the worst thing you could possibly do is back to back yourself with appointments that you cannot handle. So if you have to talk to your owner about lengthening your time schedules up just for a little bit until you get used to it, please do. So when the client comes in, right, you want to be really patient with them, really confident. And the thing is, you don't want them to think that you're rushed or you're freaking out because it could be like the worst thing ever. They're going to be like, holy crap, she does not know what she's doing. I can tell it by her energy. So keeping your energy up, being very authentic. Um, What I mean by authentic is obviously being yourself, but also not being too much of yourself. Like if a 60 year old woman comes in, right? And you can tell she is proper as hell. (laughs) Do not cuss. Do not joke with her about, I don't know, politics, or I think that's always a no religion. I mean, keep these things out of the room. I never really talk about that stuff as well. But you know, when you get to know people and they start to talk to you and feel very comfortable with you, that's a different story. But um, pink, be like your authentic self. That is the most you are going to get out of your clients and your relationship is by just being very authentic, letting them know, hey, this is who I am here and this is who I am outside of work. Of course, please tailor it a little bit at first, but my clients come back to me because they really know my life. They know like my realness. They know if they see me out, they're like, oh my gosh, like, you know, there's no there's it's just all transparent and I cannot say how important that is enough but you also want to be super confident okay so when somebody comes in and they're like hey how long have you been doing this please for the love of God do not say today's my first day or this is my first week I mean you can I don't know it's up to you but I always lied and I felt like because of that people thought that I was a lot better than I was at first but I would just say even if you were in school for like nine months right use that as the time that you've been doing this because technically they didn't get into specifics with you so I would just say oh I've been doing this for almost a year I always rounded up Um, but I did facials before I did waxing And so I did facials for uh, two years, I think, right? I don't know. I can't remember. Maybe three years before I did waxing. So I would say, oh, you know, I've been in this industry for three years now. And um, but I've been here now for only a couple of weeks. I'm still building my books, something like that. Right. So then they think, okay, she's been doing this for three years, even though (laughs) you're my first client, girl. So just really making yourself very confident. And then the last thing that I can tell you and teach you that I think is the absolute most important thing after you know your client relationship inside the room or outside of the room wherever you perform that service is walking your client up to the receptionist okay hold on let me repeat that walking your client up to the receptionist there's like a really loud truck driving by I don't know if you can hear that or not I'm sure I'll pick it up this podcast thing is crazy how much it picks up like my cat will be eating and it's like you know, in the mic. I don't know. Anyway, I'm getting off track. <laughs> off track. Okay, so I hate for the love of God when I do not get walked up to a receptionist desk. It is like, especially, you know, this is that's our home and we're very familiar with it. I can close my eyes and walk into my work and blindly figure everything out. But when a client's first coming in, they don't know where things are and it is up to you to guide them and make them feel comfortable and walk them up. But because of you walking them up, it also gives you the opportunity to talk about pre-booking. So how I do it, how it works for me, um, please reach out to me if you have a better idea. I am always looking on how to really nail my clients to come back the next month. But how I do it 
I say to them, hey guys, like, um, or, you know, hey, your brows, they look like they grow pretty fast. Um, what do you do every three or four weeks usually? Because then I try to get their history out of them. And they say, yeah, like every so often. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll see you in four weeks for your first time. If it's too long, too short, we'll adjust the next time you come in. I said, but I just want to give you a heads up. I get really booked and we have a holiday coming up, whatever it may be. You can, um, you know, Christmas, whatever you can obviously tailor that to whatever time of the year it is. But I say, Hey, like I'm super booked. Um, I just want to let you know in advance. So if you want the time that you, you normally come in book today, I'll have the receptionist set it up for you. So a couple of things that you just did, you made them scared. It's a scarce factor. So now they think that they need to book even before they even thought they had to. Um, another thing, the receptionist is going to do all that work, right? She's going to count four weeks. She's going to pull it up. She's going to get the appointment. So she's already doing all this work. So whenever you release her to the receptionist, the receptionist is going to say, hey, I have the 13th. Does two o'clock work for you like it did today? And I mean, how many people really say no to that? I'll tell you how many. So a couple of people will, but I will tell you how many people will not pre-book if you do not ask them and you do not semi-force them to pre-book. Almost all of them. If you do, you cannot expect people to pre-book and to already have that confidence in you to, to make those decisions. You have to hold people's hands up to the front and pre-book their asses. Like this is the one way that you will build your book. I mean, I always say it this way. It's like when I used to do facials, all I had to worry about was booking about five or six people, right? Because, you know, an hour, let's say you work six hours or take no breaks, whatever else. That's about five or six facials a day. Waxing, I have taken up to 30 clients in one day. My normal is about 20 to 24 people. But guys, that's a lot of freaking people. Like, our books, you know, let's say you work four days a week, you bring in 20 people a day. That is 80 people a week on a four week month. Just do the math because I can't finish the math after that. Sadly, this is why I'm in the aesthetics world. When you do that math, you realize how many people that you actually have to impress and make them come back. So these steps are going to help you build your book and do so. Okay, guys. So Getting on social media whenever you have free time is key. DM the people back, comment on the people that comment on you. I mean, they're coming to your home. They're coming to your page. Make them feel invited. The worst thing ever is when someone actually comments an interest into your page and you just like it. Like they actually said, oh my gosh, cute page or oh my gosh, like that post and you hit a like. First of all, we all have Instagrams. We know how easy it is to tap, okay? So just go on there and say, thanks. Oh my gosh. I love your this too. I mean, find a comment about them, like make it interactive, go into your DMS and sell that shit. I have so many people in my DMS asking for appointments, asking for questions. And yes, guess what? I answer their questions with other questions. I'm building a conversation to build their ideas of coming in for an appointment. That is my goal. So what to do when you're slow is Instagram. Okay. So building your books is going to be standing up front. It's going to be, you know, calling when, or when people call in, it's going to be acting a little bit like you're booked when you're not. So you are faking it until you're making it. 
and then just woo the shit out of people, man. I mean, I feel like this is a hustling game. And if you are willing to hustle and this is your passion, you will have no problem making money in this industry. All right, guys, I was feeling very talkative today. Like usually I feel like when I go on and on and on, I I don't know, I'm like done at six minutes and I don't really know what else to talk about. But whew, I'm up, I'm up there. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that this was helpful for you. If you have any questions, concerns, if you want to please leave a rating for me. Um, obviously, I love good ones, but I'm not here to be biased. If you, you know, have any comments, questions, concerns, please DM me on Tampa Waxer. I am so happy to be doing a podcast. This is something that I wanted to do for so long. It's been harder than I thought, but I'm really happy about it. And I think that it's going to be a lot of fun. So my next one, I am going to be bringing on someone who is very dear to me. She has been with me since the beginning. And during that time frame, she actually went to esthetician school herself. She just opened her own business. She is doing waxing, which is so fun because she does hard waxing. I do soft wax. I'm so excited to bring her on for next time. So if you are somebody who is trying to A, open their business, B, start waxing with soft or hard, you're undecided, or you are just simply trying to get some insight on the day-to-days of our business, please stay tuned for my next episode. Bye guys. Bye guys.